Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 103 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. Here we are, another Monday. You made it, you survived the weekend. Uh, this week, my guest is the homie, my partner in ratchet, Brian. But I think you guys, you guys are in for a surprise in this episode, okay? <laughs> but we have brian and this is kind of of an ode to baltimore this episode i should just make this whole entire episode is a boonies pick of the week for my city baltimore city born and raised west baltimore north and pulaski and baltimore's been in the news this week a lot (laughs) the news cycle hit us hard so I had to have the homie Brian come in and uh, we did something a little different. So I hope you guys enjoy. So just stick around for that conversation. So we're going to just hop right into uh, this week's housekeeping. You guys have been doing super amazing for me and I am so appreciative, so appreciative because you guys have really been doing the reviews for me in the Purple app. Apple Podcasts for all of you people who use Apple devices, whether that is an iPod, an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook. <laughs> if you listen through um, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, iTunes is outdated, but you still can. That is where you can leave a review when I speak to my Apple device users. Um, so this week, I want to shout out Holly Sue Ann, who left a review five stars and she said i live for this blog and all the topics covered business advice and shenanigans or two means for a well-balanced life tune in and get your life from Booney and the guest hosts who pop in from time to time so i want to thank holly sue ann for listening for hitting those five stars and apple Podcasts, and i'm putting out the appeal again for you guys to do this whenever you guys hit five stars and leave a rating for me and a review it helps so much if you're lazy and you don't want to type a review you can still just go into the purple app apple Podcasts, and just hit five stars that'll do too if you feel a little special because you love boonie enough to go ahead and type some words out and leave a quality review like holly sue ann did for me this week then please, by all means, do so. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And you're sitting here thinking, Booney, I don't use any Apple devices. How can I leave a review for you? You can go ahead over to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash the Booney Breakdown. And there you can hit five stars and type a lovely review for us too. A few people who have done that over there as well. And I appreciate them too. So wherever you want to leave a review, it is always welcome. I also want to talk about the feedback that I got from last week's episode with the homie uh, Kenny. He was on, (laughs) we had that crazy, crazy, crazy ass boonie letter with the person who was in love with their business partner. If you have not listened to that, they have a multi-million dollar business together. There, she's in love with them, and Booney, Booney and I, Kenny and I, <laughs> gave our advice to that listener. So one thing I got from last week's episode was KG is the homie for reals. Hey, wifey, don't come for me. <laughs> but I love today's responsible episode, and I also love that Kenny is not reneging on his R. Kelly statements. Love the money and fuck the feels. So there you go. That is most people said, girl. For love of money, 
Don't fuck up your money. Multi-million dollar business. <sighs> you got to play that right. And so I even asked uh, the ass on Talk to Boonie Tuesdays on Instagram. I'd ask people as well how many people would like give that up. Majority of the people said they're going to choose the money. So for Lover Money who sent in that ass Boonie anonymous ass Boonie question, I can't wait to hear your update. If you used our advice or not, <laughs> we really want to know. So let us know what you did. All right, guys, you know the deal by now. I really hope by now that you are following us on social media. We are most active on Instagram. If this is your first time listening, you can head on over to Instagram at The Boonie Breakdown. Hit follow on Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown and on Twitter, just Boonie Breakdown. And, you know, when you're sharing this episode on all social media, please use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown or hashtag pod N-P-O-D-I-N. It helps. You guys know if your page is open. I will always communicate or reshare. If you're, you, I got a little um, nasty DM the other day because I didn't share someone who took a screenshot of when they were listening. And as I always say, if your page is locked, I can't see it. <laughs> so I do still appreciate you very much sharing what you're listening to to your network and putting the word out. That helps so much, guys, when you are using your capital to recommend and show others what you're listening to. And you never know, even if I get one new listener, that is one new listener that I didn't have before. So again, hashtags, the boomy breakdown hashtag pod in. So that is it for me for the opening this week. So let's get ready to break it down. Alright guys, it's your girl Booney and I have my favorite. My favorite person is here today. Hey Brian. Hey Booney. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. What's up guys? How y'all doing out there? Hope you're listening somewhere comfortable, locked in at your desk, in your car, <laughs> somewhere safe. Yeah. Somewhere safe. And I hope they got their tickets for the Philly show. Yes. Because we're, yes. we're like two weeks out. Yeah, this was perfect timing. I was just sitting there thinking like, you know what? We're two weeks out from Philly. This will be a good time to like kind of rev that up a little bit. I think so. I feel like I do have space if I go over. I try not to make it like too cramped, but I could probably go over a little bit. I feel like we're going to sell out. You know, niggas be last minute. Mm-hmm. So they just got paid this Friday, this weekend. So I'll probably get some more this weekend. And then, of course, next week. And then the Scragglers the day before are going to be hitting me up for tickets. Exactly. So. And we're staying overnight. Are you staying overnight? Because I'm, I'm staying definitely overnight. staying overnight. Okay, I just booked my hotel. I'll tell you where I'm staying. But <laughs> I got this one hotel. We're gonna go. I'm not telling anybody. Uh, I got this one hotel off a uh, hotel tonight last time, and it was like one hundred twenty dollars, and it was a really good hotel. So I want to. Was it one? Of the, was it one of the Kempton ones? No, but the Kempton ones are really nice. Um, I got friends and family that work for Kempton, and even. Mm. With the discount, shit was still like two sixty for a night. I'm like, damn, damn. damn. <laughs> um, but the Kempton one, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's really nice because it's got the rooftop. Um, they had a rooftop party there that night, so it would have been nice because I would have been staying in the same hotel. But um, 
Yeah, it's a nice Kempton up there with a rooftop hotel. I mean, a rooftop uh, bar, and they had a party there. Is that the Monaco one? It was the Monaco. Yeah. It was. There's another one, too. It is. Um, Because it's it's one over in, like, Rittenhouse Square. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of that one. Yep. Yep, it was Monaco. Yeah, it was cool. I love Philly. I love Philly, too. And so all my temple people, to you, motherfucker, I'm excited because this is the first time we're going to take it on the road. So this is kind of the test if I'm going to do this shit again. <laughs> I wish I had a beard when I lived in Philly. Why? All the niggas had beards in Philly. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, people thought I was fucking police or something. Like, what you, FBI? Like, you the police? Like, <laughs> I had no facial hair. Like, it was, that was like the moment in my life where I'm like, you know, like everything I'm doing is for the future. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. 22. Okay. I had just got a job with Pfizer. It was a very military-based company. Everything was like very stringent, very strict, which was good because it set the foundation for my career. So people don't know, like, outside of this shit, I am really like a professional. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like that set the stage for my career. So I had no facial hair. Like I had to dress a certain like, and it was cool because I was coming from undergrad, and you just think like this is how it has to be. But then every company I worked with after that didn't care if I had a beard. You know what I mean? Mm, but that gotcha. company was so damn like straight laced. You know, it was it was out of the norm to see anybody with any facial hair. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm like shit. Twenty two. Where was I? Twenty two. That seems so long ago. You might have been in Philly. No, I graduated because I have a late birthday. So I, I was twenty one. I didn't stay in Philly too long after college. No, no, no. When I was twenty two. Oh, so you was probably just getting to Philly. Oh, how many years older? You're right. I probably was just getting to Philly. Maybe. Yeah, because I went to Philly in 02. Yeah, that's when I moved to Philly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Look, you you Man, all older. I was fan, and I was on the campus trying to pick them off too. <laughs> I was literally on the campus. I was at I was at the SG Rose probate. I was out there for a couple things. Like I was up there like a couple times. Like I got phone calls like, oh yeah, this going on up in Temple. Let's go up there. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I always look back like, damn, you you dummy. I feel like I wasted my freshman year because I was still in love with my high school boo. He was coming I home. Feel- yeah, we were coming home. <laughs> that's what people yeah, I do. Did. I mean, that's what people do. I I wasted my time in Philly. Because I was throwing parties in Baltimore and Nick, who was at the time, you know, we were best friends, but we hadn't been in the same city for almost five years. So we only hung out in the summers and he was like, yo, I just took a job coming back home. And I'm like, that's what's up. But I just took mm-hmm. a job in High Point, North Carolina. And then they turned around and called back and was like, do you want to go to Philly instead of High Point, North Carolina? I was like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> I literally came home every weekend and I had custody of my 15 year old cousin when I was 22. So I oh, came wow. home on the weekend so that he could be with his mom and his family. It was more of a situation where like, I just had to get him out of Baltimore. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I do. I feel like I wasted that, but I, I had a good ass time. Cause we definitely did. I went to a part every single weekend that I was there. I was at a party. Um, <laughs> And being young, like my first semester in Philly, I was still 17. 
So I couldn't even get into places still, like passing a fake ID. I had a horrible fake ID that got taken like four times. I was just stopped wasting money on it. Like, all right, bitch, you be 18 <laughs> in December. Like, <laughs> no, we had a good time though. Like, I mean, I will say, like, I did have good Philly experiences. Like, we went to Blue Zets every Thursday. So we went to Blue Zets oh, every Blue Zets. Thursday. We was in Old City every Thursday night. So my buddy went to Drexel. And he was from Baltimore. And once I linked up with him, I mean, we we ran the we ran the streets every Thursday. I mean, every every Thursday. Every Thursday. We was at Blue Zets. We was in Old City. Um, you know, um, if I stayed, up there, did you ever go? Did you ever go to that club, Transit? No, <laughs> I did. Go, I, did, I think I did go there one time. They used to always be on the radio, but I went to. I used to go to. Um, I went to Denim and I went to Suede a couple times. Oh, I remember trying to get into. They were like the too. nice little posh, posh place, and then I got in there, and one of the uh, higher ups from my company was there, and they had me drinking Jaeger, and I had never drank Jaeger. Oh. It was disgusting, and I fell asleep in the <laughs> VIP, and they took a picture of me, and and they like shared that shit at at a work meeting. You know how fucking you know how they be <laughs> <laughs> <He's> so annoying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right so yeah get your tickets to philly we're gonna be there we're gonna go out drinking and partying and shit somewhere afterwards. somewhere I, I haven't i haven't been on the philly nightlife scene in a long time so i got some people looking into where we should go who are from there who live there etc yep. so if you come to the show of course we'll share it yep, and then i got some, I got some lounges that i've been following since the roots picnic um, okay I've been trying to keep up with like a couple events going on out there and stuff like that. Cause I'd rather drive to Philly than to DC. I fucking hate DC. Well, you know, DC is like very pretentious. Like, and it's funny. You got a valet everywhere you go. Yeah, it is expensive, which is why I always say Philly is just a bigger Baltimore, which is why I probably like Philly better than DC. (laughs) Like, Philly, I could just pull up and I know my way around. Exactly. DC. I'm gonna get lost. Well, DC, like, if you get one of them roundabouts, you make one wrong turn. You supposed to be in northeast, but now you're in southeast. <laughs> but, but, and the GPS don't be like on point enough. No, so it'd be like turn right, and you just passed it, like motherfucker. <laughs> so you go back around the roundabout, and you looking like is it this one? Or I hate no, I hate the GPS. It'd be like. Into the circle and exit at the eleventh exit, and I'm like, now I gotta sit here and count the streets. Like it's too much. Yeah, and then it'd be like, turn right. And you'd be like, I just fucking passed it. Yeah, yeah. I can't. So that. yeah, I fuck with Philly, and like I said, I I really do think it's just a bigger Baltimore, and I feel like because people had okay, Baltimore had a tough week this week on social media. One. Because people were trying to talk about our accents and said it was the ugliest accent in the country. And I feel like that's some bullshit. I think it's, I think the difference is listening to um, you and I talk, we don't sound like most Baltimore people. We don't, but I can go there if you get me angry. Right. But it it comes out like in certain things that we say. But more over people who have gone to school with us, I'm sure you've gotten it. I've gotten it. You from Baltimore? You don't sound like you're from Baltimore. You say Baltimore. Like you don't say Baltimore or. You know, like sometimes when you are around, like you're around that element, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, this really is another city. But because we it got is. so many friends, <laughs> but we got so many friends who are 
like educated and do so many different things that we don't really be around that element. We take for granted how advanced our circle is. And it's not to knock anybody who's, I mean, it's true. It's just that we just, you know, we are part of a different Baltimore and I just have to accept that. Like the more and more I've realized, yo, I'm not as Baltimore as I think. Like, when you go to <laughs> now, don't get me. Look, 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 look. Now, don't get me wrong. I can definitely be a two dude through Doug. I don't say Doug that because that bothers me, right? But you might catch the two and the do sometimes. But I'm not. I'm not going to say Doug because that's just no. Yeah, like that is just certain things that just you be around and you be like, like, like sometimes I might like just be in a barbershop or I might be like. Somewhere yes. and it's like and you get familiar and yes. Because the people on here tell me the only time they really hear my Baltimore accent when they listen, somebody wrote me a message one time and they said it's like usually when I'm recording with Kenny. And I'm like, okay, that's just because it's familiar. So yeah. I might let my voice relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so so that's the thing where we are Baltimore. we and that's the thing, like my I, my post I just made. So I was saying like you know, the thing is, you know, I got made in Baltimore, like tatted on my stomach and it's not, yeah, it's not finished because the, the logo of my brand was supposed to be like encompassed in that. Now, one of the reasons why I started the whole made in Baltimore campaign was because it wasn't just about the products being made here, manufactured, sold here. It's more about being made in Baltimore from like a, like from a um, physical sense, like Growing up here, people are like, oh, you can make it in New York. You can, make- man, you fucking make it in Baltimore. You made it because, yeah, because it's so it's such a small city, and it's a city of neighborhoods. You can literally be in a decent neighborhood and walk two feet, and next thing you know, you in like, the hood. That's what I said. It's a checkerboard. Like young- it, it really is. Yeah. So like I said, like the young people say, ten toes down, <laughs> made it, got it out the mud. You ain't have to grow up like in the worst, the worst conditions because you turned around and you was yep. fucking in it. And you had, you always had a choice of a friend who was like, yo, you trying to do this or you trying to do that? And you just be like, no, nah, I'm going to stay with the school shit because you knew like that was a lane you didn't want to go in. But you know, like at any moment being from here, you just make that one phone call and you could get everything fucked up for somebody pretty much, like, pretty much. and it's, yeah, so it's, it's like, literally we never too far you never too far from never, it so ever ever and, the, and and i tell people that all the time because i think like oh okay J- brian always joked me because i went to private school right <laughs> so i went to private school my whole life but i grew up in west baltimore literally north and pulaski y'all saw in the riots that cbs that was on flames like i grew up three street lights west of that shit right for my entire life but then i went to school out in the county at this ritzy white private school so i had the duality of baltimore every single fucking day right so then i come home and he was like, like the girl on the hate you gift <laughs> Literally, like, like I come I can't home with nobody because then they're gonna be like, she's the black girl, and then I don't want to be lose my friends at home. Yeah, that was real though. It was real. Like I, as I got older, people would be like, "Oh, she thinks she better than us because she go to the white school." No, I don't. I I still live fucking next door to you, bitch. Like, how do you think I'm better? Like, why do I think I'm better than you? And so, but I am blessed that I had a grandmother who had the ability. To be like, nope, you can't go to Walbrook. 
you gotta go out here and we're gonna figure out a way we're gonna get you this 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 financial aid and i'm gonna pay the rest right and i know the people next door did not have a grandmother like that right so i am blessed in that regard i totally admit it but and i went to private school i went to private school as well um baltimore polytechnic institute (laughs) <laughs> compared, to, compared to a lot of the other schools, the rest of the schools, yeah, is considered a private school because they felt like we were preppy. Like if you went to a zone school, <laughs> like all them poly niggas, they preppy as shit. They got wear collar shirts, like they think they the shit. Like, and you know what we did because we knew we were smart, but we also knew we were well rounded. So it was like you know, shit. Like poly niggas, we we was just regular regular dudes. Like it wasn't nothing different except we were the smart. And people came from all over. It was Cherry Hill, East Side, West Side, down. You you name it, like, from every neighborhood. It was people from all walks of life. It's just that we were just smart. And it just, that's yeah. all that was the difference was. And, I mean, we had people selling fucking dope. Nigga got locked up with, like, 70 pills in his locker. Like, we had all of that <laughs> shit. Like, we had people who did everything. It's just that they were smart. I mean, we still got people who right now you look up and be like, yeah, you went to poly. Oh yeah. But the thing is, it's like, we just were smart. And that, and that don't mean anything. Like it's the smartest of the smart, but it's still people who make bad decisions. Still people from the hood, wherever they from. And that gives you that well-rounded, like, you know, it just forms you because you're like, okay, I'm from here. Oh, I know such and such that live down the hill. He went to school with me. So now I'm down the hill. I got friends here. I got friends there. So it's a citywide school, but for people who are not from here, if you ever heard somebody say they're from Poly or City, those were like the two best schools. But Poly was more like Duke and City was like University of North Carolina. Like they got the stack houses and the and the Rasheed Wallace's Duke had the Grant Hills, the preppy guys. So that's the reputation that we had, even though we wasn't all preppy, but <laughs> so it was like we looked I mean, at like private school motherfuckers but we got to get invited to the private school dances and you did because we got, school, like going there we thing had pop parties. all of st paul's girls friends girls <laughs> we, I, I used to finger pop so many girls at them dances them little my finger pop yeah. like slow my finger yo <laughs> Catholic school girls they was freaks like that was always the thing like yo she would but it's true because at our parties only could come was poly city poly and city i don't even think weston could come to our parties yeah it was like yo we just we would just see but that might have been by design because it's like we already got enough bitches so yeah. <laughs> like we would be on that shit heavy like oh shit friends got like we felt like you know we were like them guys because y'all didn't want to date a private school guy so it was like oh he go to school in the city you know what I mean like oh like, oh snap right. like, I don't want no dude from Gilman Aww. I don't want nobody who go to friends. You know that parents got definitely not friends. Like <laughs> definitely not friends. <laughs> Yo, the friends kids were just very weird to me. Um, so yeah, I didn't really fuck with friends. But their Black Awareness Club party was popping. Can't lie. Um, yeah. So I and it's funny thing, Black Awareness Club, like that's the kind of right. school I okay. went to. Right. So back to the topic. Baltimore had a rough week. So the accent <laughs> thing. The accent <laughs> thing. The accent it's, thing. Was it's it. true, but I don't think it's the ugliest. It's true, but I don't think it's ugly. We, Boston exists. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that shit. Can, that shit is horrible. <laughs> I hate it. I I can, literally can't think of an accent worse than Boston. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. It, it's terrible. I mean, it really is offensive. I'll say, like, my favorite accent is New Orleans. Yeah, I love it. I love it. 
I love how they say baby. They baby, baby. Like I don't even know how they say it, but it just sounds so good. Like baby. I love it. But you know, you know, dudes <laughs> here now saying that. That's why. Yo, I was in a barbershop one day and dude like, "What's up, baby?" I'm like, "Yo, nigga, like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you're not from New Orleans." And I heard people saying it, and it's like, "Yo, we like that's not cool. That's not cool. Some stuff like you can't follow." And I hate when I see Baltimore niggas with New York hats on. Like, if you're listening to this. And that see the difference is if you went to college, you won't do it. If you ain't go to college, you're okay with it. Like <laughs> because if you went to college, and especially in this area, you know that it's territorial Philly, Baltimore, it DC. Is. And like the New York, York coalition at Temple was deep. Like you never went to court with a do-rag and a fucking New York hat on at Morgan and you was from Baltimore. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, no, same. Like my best friend, my roommate, four years from the Bronx. The New York Coalition was heavy, and it was deep. And then they were split because you the niggas from the Bronx, you the niggas from Harlem, niggas from Brooklyn. <laughs> it's so annoying though. Like I love all my New York friends, but y'all annoying. Like y'all so fucking extra. Like everything that y'all did, y'all come across campus like, yo, what's good, B? Waters Bond? Fucking flat? Like yo, you going to class, sign or you going to hang out on the bridge? Like you could have said that shit. Like yo, you stay on the bridge, like. You gotta be so extra with your do rag on and your fucking big ass hat and the shit not sitting on the top of your head. And then you gotta like they're just so fucking I and I will say too their fashion. Cause the I remember this one girl, she always wore a polo and jeans and then her belt, she always had a coach leather belt that had to match her Jordans, but then she would also have like a matching backpack. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> but when you look at it, like, looking back at it, it looks so country because it's like, why are you so matchy matchy? It was country as shit, was... but you couldn't tell them nothing. Like they felt like so you could. It was like <laughs> the girls was always had the same fucking bang, like that same fucking dude. And then it'd be like, the fucking door knocker earrings and it's like yo y'all so the same like all y'all look like Remy Ma like <laughs> like <laughs> find me a sexy New York girl find me one like I don't want my girl with fucking Tim's on or fucking um you know uh what I can't think of the name of the boots but they they like you you always had on boots like if you're a sexy New York girl come up to me at the fucking show so I can see you outside of some other shit like do y'all wear regular shit now or y'all still dressing like that they do i do think i feel like you know maybe that was the style then the early 2000s i also feel like the 2000s had a weird style it It was a leah because like niggas was in all those jerseys and girls was wearing like big ass baggy pants with fucking boxers and i'm glad that's yeah so that that late nineties, early two thousands, the style was very oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. It was different. Yeah. And then, okay, so Baltimore, and now your 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 man in the White House went ham on Baltimore yesterday yeah. on Twitter, which has now sparked a out. You know, we are Baltimore. It's a hashtag and yeah, shit. And I, I feel like that's necessary. Now, what I will say is. I feel like, you know, from a, from a city government standpoint, you know, I have friends who are part of the city government and who have ran and different things like that. So I'm biased in certain instances, but this, this city, a lot of things need to change with the way leadership is run. 
you know, you you seen Pew win the last election. Mm-hmm. That was based solely off of it's her turn now. And if you're younger and you're not in your running, you got to wait your turn. You know, Baltimore has had this long standing. You wait your turn. You get the blessing of Elijah. You get the blessing of this person. You get the blessing of that person. You can you can win, but you got to go to these same old people with the same old thoughts. Now, is do I have issues with some of the things that maybe Elijah Cummins and some of these representatives could have done? Yeah, but I fucking live here, so I feel like when it's at my doorstep and the shit is on my porch, I can talk about it. But if you're in a fucking White House and you ain't never came to Baltimore and you ain't never been around this shit and you don't never fucking understand it, because you got to really live here to understand this shit. Like, you got to live here to understand the 300 murders, the senseless killings, like, the way kids live, the poverty, and see the shit. Like, so, yeah, if if you never lived here, don't fucking talk Mm -hmm. about it. Now, if you fucking been here, yeah, I'll let you talk about Elijah Cummins. I'll let you talk about fucking... Anybody you want, except the Mosby's. I'm a beef with you, but at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, like it's a discussion that need to be had. But coming from him and the way that he put it, no, that's not cool. So my- now, if he put it in a different light, like okay, you know, some of these inner cities are dealing with so many issues. When we look at it, it's been the same congressman there for years. Why hasn't anything changed? But to say like no human being would want to live there, like the fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, it was totally drenched in racism, right? That's what he does. And so, like, my thing is, like, I really just ignore him. Like, I just, I just can't even engage with what he says. I think I was more outraged by some of the stuff I was seeing for now. Okay, now everybody want to rep Baltimore, right? So now I'm seeing, especially I just said where I went to school. So I'm on Facebook and I'm seeing people share all these pictures. Like, no, this is Baltimore. And so, the shit he said was true. Yes, it is crime. It is blight. All that shit is affecting not just West Baltimore, but other parts of the city as well. But I these, mean, Cummins, Cummins represents a large part of the city, he though. I mean, it's Rockiesville. He has Ellicott City. He has yeah, all he that stuff. Yeah, so he has he has like elegant what was it columbia was like the best place to live in america last year <laughs> so he has his district really goes from the hood to very affluent communities so but that goes back to how baltimore is you really can go two blocks and it's a half a million dollar house and then two blocks over it is completely 20 abandoned buildings but i'm just saying like to just say like this is baltimore too and show the good side like i don't feel like that's the answer and to your point too like you mentioned some of your friends who have stepped up and said all right i'm gonna step into the political arena and i'm gonna do the work that is required cool but i also feel like it's all people who are too afraid to go into the city who will sit 15 minutes away and complain and do nothing either. So like, you can't have it both ways. You can't get mad when somebody criticizes your city, but you ain't doing a goddamn thing with your time and or your money to help somebody who is willing to do it. Right. So if you're too afraid to go into those neighborhoods, then write somebody a fucking check. Who's doing the work. Cause I know a lot of people who be rolling up their sleeves, doing a hell of a lot of work, mentoring, mentor a kid. I mean, it's so many ways you can do something to make the change, right? But you just rather share a picture of the harbor and like this is Baltimore. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's so. not that's not really. <laughs> and the thing is, is like like I said, you don't realize it until you're in it. Now, you do a lot with Delta, and I know, you know, you know I've done things where we've had our Omega Academy and we've had, you know, and you down there in the trenches and you literally see it. Like we go out yep. and we'll clean like the frat house 
and we'll clean up in front of it. And then the next day, somebody just take a chicken box and just throw it right in the fucking street. But you live right across the street. Like it's your neighborhood. Okay. And if it's and it's a mentality like that, that if you're willing to just throw trash in your street or you're willing to just not give a fuck, like what are you what are you saying? And but when you live next door to three abandoned houses, what can I expect? So exactly. Like, I almost yeah. like you become a product <laughs> of your environment. Now I've been to Matthew Henson and read to those kids. And it was times when I had to like kick a kid out. Like, yo, will you shut the fuck up? Like the one little kid was like, What are those? I was like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. These are my fucking dress shoes. Yeah, they fucking ugly. And I fucking had these bitches for fucking three years. There's a hole on the bottom, but you get the fuck out for trying to be funny. Cause that was me. A kid trying to be fucking funny. So I had to make an example out of his little ass. But you realize like how hard it is to be in a classroom when you got 40 fucking kids and it's two kids have fucking mm-hmm. behavior issues, ADHD, undiagnosed mental health issues. They coming from fucking home where they don't have the proper fucking um it's fucking lead paint, paint but they ain't like- even got the proper, <laughs> you know, um health. It was the sanitation or whatever the word I'm looking for, fucking they not even like yeah. they don't even smell right. Like you know you you're dealing with issues that are beyond just education. Then you're dealing with the heat not working and you're dealing with the conditions of the school, the books. So yes, we do need to know where the money is going, but is it to say, Oh, it's all Elijah Cummins fault? No, because it turns down to so many different people, no. the superintendents, the mayors, the same people who stay in power, who keep building up Harbor East, but not East Baltimore or building up downtown. Back. Uh, because when it comes time yeah. to put in another <laughs> tourist attraction yes let's do it but now they'll find 800 million dollars so it's like now when you got 10 teenagers beating up (coughs) beating up a man at the harbor and his wife and his family for no reason well guess what the money that you've been spending to build this up and not spending there guess what these kids don't give a fuck yeah so now you they it's like when the rubber meets the road you've seen it at the freddie gray stuff it was like these are a whole generation that's been neglected they wasn't just marching for Freddie Gray. These were people who were marching because they know that they were fed the yeah, fuck up. No, yeah. like yo, y'all don't give a fuck about us. Like y'all don't give a fuck about us, and we don't even know why we marching, but we just here to tear some shit up because we fucking angry. And until that type of stuff is addressed, yes, it's going to be an issue. But like, I'll go back to my original point. You don't have the fucking right to say it. And somebody could easily be like, "Well, why the fuck somebody got to live there to say it? It's fucked up." No, if you're not doing the work, you're not part of the solution, shut the fuck up. And that goes for any city, any arena, anything. If you're not part of it, shut the fuck up. If you don't fucking know about gangs and you don't know about fucking drugs and you don't know about how these people feed their families or you don't know about your mother being on crack or looking out the fucking window and you know your mother in the alley sucking dick, shut the fuck up. You don't know nothing about that. You don't. And it is... To your point, like you said earlier, like, okay, why should I care about my neighborhood when the city is letting six houses literally collapse within themselves? And so it I have um she was actually on the podcast, Nika, but she didn't talk about that. We were talking about something else. But she runs a great organization called Fight Blight Be More. And that's literally all she does (laughs) is like she walks these neighborhoods. She calls them hood hikes and she does hood hikes. She goes on Facebook Live. She will put an address up. She fights the city. Like this house literally could fall on a child. Like do something about this. That's all she does. And so that's what I'm saying. Like if you're listening to this 
and you're in fucking Philadelphia and you're, I don't know, Texas somewhere. And you're like, oh, I want to help Baltimore. You could, I, I could give you a list of organizations, <laughs> the people who are doing dope ass shit that you could give a donation to and help yep. them turn around. But like Brian said, you, you, you can't be the one talking shit. Yep. <laughs> so right. it just, it really just burns me up when I see people because they, you'd be too fucking afraid to leave the white L of Baltimore, the 83 corridor in downtown. They, that, that's all they stay yeah. and that's all they want to show and that shit is not real life not everybody in baltimore lives in a fucking six hundred thousand dollar house and ken has a boat in the harbor like it's it's just not baltimore yeah and it really I mean, it, it trickles over even for us because i was out this weekend did like a little happy hour joint and we went to a space baltimore is very socially segregated as well and the, the spot we went to, dope spot on the water. You see people on their boats, very cute. But they're looking at us like, what are these niggas doing in here? Right. Right? Like, how'd they find out about this? Yeah. <laughs> We're literally the only black people in here. Everybody else is white. And we wanted to move on to the next spot. And I'm sitting here like, where the fuck downtown can we go that we can hear, see people that look like us, okay. our same age, and listen to music that we want to hear? There is nowhere to That's go. That's why, see, this is my argument when people say, oh, Atlanta, everybody will move to Atlanta. Guess what? If I'm in Atlanta, there's business owners and people who look like me who play music that I like, and there's a thousand places to go. There's not one place where you can go and can't walk next door and walk in without hit, being hit with a cover. A Baltimore black spot, you're getting hit with a fucking cover at the door. You're going to pay 20 or 15 or 10 just to walk in that door to hear that music. And then mm-hmm. your service is not going to be that great. And unfortunately, most times the place ain't even black owned. So it's like, it's a it's a catch twenty two. Now we do a lot of they shit. We find out about it and we do it, and they be looking like, "Well, what the fuck he doing here?" What yeah, I mean, it really here? is like, how did they find it's out? Like, it's very, <laughs> it's very socially segregated. It is, and I shouldn't have to go. Like, the only thing I could literally think of, like Baltimore's nightlife scene, is very event driven. So I'd be like, "Oh, that white party. Oh, that yeah, rooftop party." But promoter driven. It's yeah, very promoter driven. Yeah, but so it's, it's you no location. Check the Instagram to be like, "Oh, With- where the heck are we at tonight?" Yeah. Oh, this person having something? Oh, you got to wear all white? Oh, you got to dress up? Like, it's not... I literally was at not a loss. like another city, like a Houston, Atlanta, Philly, where you could just walk into a spot and there's a lounge and you're like, hey, let's sit right here. Let's smoke yeah, it, and, and then, like you said, like, okay, I'm dressed down. I'm just in short. I look nice, but I'm not dressed up to go to a club. Like, it's nowhere to go. And it pissed me off. Like, the only thing I could think of was like, all right, you, we go to Dragon. You go to Identity, but literally two people got shot there last week right <laughs> and that's the so thing. It's like, i don't want to go like i don't i don't really go out like that no more i'm on record for being like a person who just does not go out and that's part of the reason because i don't want to be somewhere where um you know shit pop off and at my funeral they like well brian was at golden dragon and <laughs> some shit happened. he got shot in the park yeah, like, yeah, like, like, well, what the fuck was he there for but at the end of the day I like Chinese food. I like ratchet music. I like drinks. And don't think like people start to take it as like, oh, you scared to do this. Like I didn't go to the fight. Now I was happy to say my city had a successful fight. It looked. I was happy to hear that too. I was. It looked good on TV. Yeah, it looked really good. It was, you know, definitely a majority black crowd, and everybody. It seemed like everything went well. Now 
given like a murder that happened early in the week with one of the guys who cut hair, who I followed. And I was just like fucking that tragic. like kind of fucked me up to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay my ass home because there's just too much shit going on. And then I seen like a couple murder ink videos of kids beating up uh, people. And that's the thing. Like somebody posted a meme. My cousin posted a meme and said, don't think because don't think I'm scary because I don't want to go certain places. Nigga, I will kill you. And it was like, that's the fucking mentality where it's like, I don't want to be in a position where it's me or you. I really don't want to have to go somewhere yeah. where I got to take my gun with me. And now I'm on the news because I didn't fucking kill one of your kids or kill some nigga trying to rob me for the $20 cash I got because I look like I got something or want my check. I literally don't understand why people still rob people because who cares? Yeah. Like, who like, cares, it, it, I just be I like I'd be amazed when I see somebody rob the fucking Burger King or a McDonald's or some shit like that. <laughs> I'm like everybody yeah, pays a car. Like, like, what get are you so much money anyway. Like I'm like, look, if you're gonna go to jail for robbing somebody, hit that motherfucking bank. Like exactly. get a couple like, of you're going to jail for robbing somebody in Fair Hill coming out of a fucking bar. Like you ain't even getting nothing and now they're gonna find you because you robbed a white person. Like Oh, and, and especially I feel bad now for those two boys who of course they wouldn't know because i'm sure they don't look at the news they just saw some dopey looking white boy and turns out he was the fucking deputy commissioner of the police department no, they can't give them, they and can't i would, get them no extra time but they're going to make sure that they prosecute them to the fullest extent i'm sure and yeah and, but i'm just like damn 16. Yep, talk, 16 and the thing is it's like i feel so conflicted on charging kids as adults but some stuff that you do is just fucking ridiculous. Like the 15 year old that beat the um, pistol whipped the woman who had the baby. Yeah, I couldn't even. I I just couldn't even. The 15 year old girl. The 15 year old girl pistol whipped the lady with the baby in her arms. Jesus and Christ! The baby was so the 15 year old who pistol whipped her with the BB gun got did not get charged as an adult. The other people did. So I posted a comment on Murder Inc. Like, if you old enough to pistol whip, you old enough to pussy lick. And I had came back to my phone. I had like over 100 <laughs> likes. And it was people who didn't know me, like, laugh out loud. You're right, though. And I was just like, no, for real, because I was like, you know what? You know what? I set these fucking kids straight. Unfortunately, when you get in that system with fucking real men, and that's when shit happens bad for you. But these kids feel like, oh, I'm, ju- I'm a juvenile. I can do this. And these fucking kids are out of fucking control in Baltimore. Like, they are all over the country. I see the. I see the um, what's the name of the shit in Philly that they be doing real heavy on South Street? Um, it's like a riot. They oh, do like um, so they'll go in like fifty deep and just raid a store. Oh yeah, I shit! They did, did at the Walgreens. I did see that. Yeah, yeah they just did it like recently. It was on it's South like, Street. Were you stealing fucking potato chips? Like what? Yeah, taking potato chips, sodas, and they ramsack you, and it's fun to them. But at the end of the day, like that shit is like fucked up because it's like you're a business owner. Um, you know, in your own right, which your, your podcast and the things that you sell, you know, I'm a business owner. Like nobody wants to work hard for anything and then have it taken away because somebody can't control their fucking kids. Now we did dumb shit. We did a lot of dumb shit, but these kids are doing shit like that's just well, it's like stupid. it's stupid, like, and it's literally decisions that like I be I keep trying to tell like the the girls I mentor, even my little brother who ain't that little, but like. One little small decision can change the trajectory of your life, right? Life. <laughs> so, 
like your whole entire life. So yeah, it's fun in the moment. Like we ran in there and smashed something. But what if somebody it was an undercover cop in there and they just started shooting? Yeah. Right? Like now, like the whole situation just changed. That was like or oh, something you thought was more fun. A good kid. You know, he went to this school and that whole narrative and people want to march because they're like, oh, well, he got killed and he didn't have a real gun. It was a BB. No, at the end of the day, like, yo, motherfuckers got to get control over their children. Like these kids are like it was five in the morning. The one video where the kids beat up the man, stomped him in his head, took his car keys. Like what the fuck? Mm. Five in the morning. Y'all on scooters. Y'all on the little dumbass city scooters. The line, <laughs> the line bike. Yo, I swear, but all right. I'm bad yeah. on my soapbox about Baltimore. I know some people listening to this shit like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I mean, I know, but it could be applied, I'm sure, to Philly, to Houston. mad at us. <laughs> Buy a ticket to the live show, niggas. <laughs> right. Buy a ticket to the live show. Put your little. Uh, you will get all of the ratchet. <laughs> dick sucking all that shit yep. there yo there I, I don't even think because i feel like it's my first show off on the road i don't think people are prepared for what i'm like in my mind per, like planning I'm to not, do I, I don't know i don't know what you're planning to do but i will buy somebody a ticket um to the live show if they can send me a dm letting me know that they've purchased a um stay in uh, vibrator that they're gonna wear to the live show. <laughs> Do you want the remote? Yes. <laughs> Yo, this would be fucking amazing. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, if you do this, somebody has to do this. Somebody takes Brian's charge because I feel like this would be amazing if he's on stage and he's controlling your vibrator. I'd be mad that I don't have the app name for all of the people who win the magic wands because I'll be trying to like figure out who had them and just, <laughs> just like their posts have changed like their mood their attitude like now well, I do get a few uh testimonials from people um someone who won one of the new and improved ones at the Baltimore show said well you were right because they thought they could handle because this one goes up to four speeds and it tells you on the box like the speed levels and so she thought she was a big girl and did the ultra level which is the highest speed and she's like i see how you said you almost had an aneurysm as i told you i warned y'all i tried to tell you you just cannot jump to that i I don't think you can use that high speed on this new one like that really is for your muscle that's the only time i used it was when i fucked up my hamstring um doing splits and shit that is literally the only time i've used it right right and that's the thing, like, shit is real. Like, people be thinking, like, masturbation is all fun and games until it really fuck you up. Like, I've had incidents where I was, like, trying to go raw, and I just got too rough with my hands, and I was, like, paid for it. Like, shit is real. Like, you got to slow down. So you don't lose, you don't use lubricant when you masturbate? I do now. But I had times when I, uh-huh. like, I was on, like, my second or third time in the day, and my shit was raw. And it was, like, when it came time to get some pussy, like, oh, I'm shut down. <laughs> You fucked yourself. I mean, this was years ago when I used to be like, fuck it. Like, always, like, now it's like at this point, some days, like, I just don't even fucking. I'd be like, man, I'm definitely getting old because I'm just not horny today. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> <When> I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I wouldn't even believe you. If, I'm dead fucking be. serious. Like, people would be thinking, like, oh, yeah, something, something. No, I'm fucking old. Like, I'm tired. Like, nah. Also, people were very appreciative of me posting your little thirst trap. Because you've been thirst trapping a lot. If you don't follow Brian on Instagram, he has been thirst trapping a lot in his Insta stories. His little workout videos. He was out in the heat that day at the wine festival. Had a shirt off and shit. But people really appreciated me sharing that picture of you sitting in the chair. And I think you have some new fans I swear of your you could not see nothing. I'm telling you. You could see a ball sitting there. Oh, my God. I saw it wasn't it. because I had dark underwear <laughs> on, so you couldn't even tell. I like I couldn't see your actual ball, but I could see like a lump. That was just the gray sweatshorts lumping together. But the whole thing is, I <laughs> dedicated myself for these next. So I said, okay, look, I said, look, you got two months, you got two months till your birthday, and I was like, two months to forty, you got to be your best version of yourself come forty. So I literally been in the gym killing myself every day. I only drink Friday and Saturday. And okay. Um I was like I'm only drinking on the weekends. But Monday through Monday through Thursday, I'm not smoking no cigars. I'm not drinking heavy. Like I was drinking every night, like drinking and smoking. And I looked up and I had gained like 20, 25 pounds. But I had also injured myself playing softball. So we leave softball. We got a cooler full of beer. We got liquor. Then I go to the cigar shop. So I'm smoking and I'm drinking and I'm just like pulling over at Wendy's. I'm stopping at fucking Greek Village, getting a sub. So it was like just bad habits all around the board. But that's what the warm weather do to you. You know, you out later, you're doing shit. And I was just mm. like, yo, I'm about to be 40. And I was like, I can't. can't. Like, I really want to like, I really want to be that guy when you be like, oh, I'm 40. And people be like, this is what 40 looks like, but they look like shit. Like, I really want to be like, I'm like, this is 40. And people be like, oh, you look good. Like, I want to I want to look back at older pictures and be like, I'm getting better. <laughs> like, I look better now. Yeah, yeah you're getting aging. So it's aging. like, okay. mentally, I'm just locked into the gym. I know I'm about, I still got about 45, yeah, about 45 days till I'm 40. And, like, that's a good time to really, like, tone up and. Oh, where's the party? I don't know. It's a whole lot of crazy stuff going on. So some of the stuff that I wanted to do, I just couldn't really pull off. But this Friday, of course, the anniversary party will be lit at, at homemade. Yes. It's tight. It's crouchy, but outside, people's outside, I'll it'll be, be a food truck outside. It's going to be a whole scene. You know, people going to pull up and be like, Damn. are we going to have a DJ? Yes, it's going to be a DJ, Prince of Pete, my man, Ashanti, who is a pediatrician, he's on Fox 45 all the damn time, uh, talking about pediatrician stuff for your kids. He's dope as shit. He went to Howard, and he has a love for DJing, and he's just like, yo, this is just my passion. Like, he he don't hit you over your head, the DJ. He loved doing it. Like, I'm a pediatrician. He's a good yeah, DJ. I'm a fucking pediatrician, but this is some shit I love. And that's just dope when people find, like, a passion that's totally different from what they do, and people shocked that they just want to play trap music and put in fucking gold, gold <laughs> and all of that shit, shit and just have a good time because that's the thing that makes us who we are. We're so multifaceted and talented that nobody can put you in a box. So I love that shit. Like, I can't wait till Friday. It's going to be a really good night. Um, have a lot of my products there. Yes. Three years. Um, Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. And it's like, I really want to thank like, 
the people in this city. Like I said, it's Baltimore, made in Baltimore. Like it's just, and that's the one thing Baltimore supports its own, though. Yeah. So it and it's funny because I still talk about how I haven't tapped into the other Baltimore. Um, now you tap into the Hard. you tap into the other Baltimore. It's a little different now. You gotta like kill somebody, or you gotta like do some time, and then niggas be like, "Oh yeah, that's my man." But like, if you're just like positive and you're trying to do shit, the right way, <laughs> niggas like, "Yeah, yeah." You get a couple people. Yeah, I got niggas in the streets that fuck with me. But when you see some of these other people Instagrams and all the shit that they do to go out that way to ride niggas dicks, and I'm not gonna say no names, but soon as somebody come home, soon as somebody like get into some big scandal. They open up five different, you know, stores and all of a sudden they flying in on a all that type shit. You know what I'm talking about. It's it's like a whole different don't 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 people throwing shots at me. It's just a whole different that's that's a whole different Baltimore. It's a whole different uh, level of support that it's kind of funny, but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind, I mean money wise, but it's just weird to me. Like people really be supporting the bullshit. Like the more bullshit that motherfuckers do, well, it's because people are flashy, right? And this is anything with social but they media, talk, but right? They, but like, they talk about the people after they support. They, they do. Like you, you. I won't say no names either, but people I will support this one person hand over foot and then be passing around the Maryland case search. Like, look. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I, I, it's crazy. Like we could just start naming like some of the Baltimore celebrities. But yeah, we're not yeah, gonna do that. We, we, but. But yeah, and I'm sure it happens. In other but yeah, like I too. said, I love the support that I get because I know it's genuine, it's real. And I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day who was starting a business, and it was like, "How did you build it?" And in my mind, I'm thinking like it was so organic, but it really was a testament to the relationships and the places I went to school, the people I've known, and relationships that you build over the year. And I was like, you know, you don't realize how much your brand is just you. Like for anybody who's trying to start a business, mm-hmm. your brand is going to be what you've been. So if you consider yourself an introvert and you never, you don't use social media, you don't come out the house, you don't do a whole lot. Well, don't expect to have thousands of followers just because you start a business tomorrow. You're going to have to work 10 times harder than the person who does post, the person who does have friends, the person who's in a sorority, who went to this school, who yep. went to that school. Like it's, a, it's an organic following that comes just when you say, I'm starting this, but people really believe in you because you've always stood behind shit you do. There's some people with a lot of followers and people don't pay shit attention to nothing they do because they post anything. So it's hard to, like, I think people are learning to like, I I say it all the time. Like why nobody's getting rich off throwing an event, right? (laughs) Like these little live shows, I'm not getting rich doing this shit. Like my goal is to break even. And that really is the goal. But I like to your point, I like, we have a good ass time. I like the community. I like meeting the people who listen, who will be emailing me, who DM me, like blah, blah, blah. Especially the last show, because it was a lot of people I really just did not know who were there. It was a lot of new people. So that was bomb. But I, I, it is hard to convert a like to dollars. <laughs> that is a hard thing. You can like all my bullshit, ratchet and responsible shit all the time. But you ain't never bought nothing. You ain't brought a ticket. And that's fine. If you just listen to the show, that's still support. But just because you got some thousand followers, right. it's not going to just that. convert to money immediately. Like so not equal dollars. That's but the biggest thing I've when you, got the, when you got the right people supporting they, you, I'll take the right not. support a thousand times over. Because I know the, the supporters that I have, they do shit genuine. Like, 
buy something and post it. I don't have to put a note in the kit saying, when you receive this, please post to social media. They just do it, you know, and then I get tagged because sometimes they're not even tagging me. They just posting pictures of them and they made in Baltimore hat, their beer bottle on a sink, whatever. Sometimes it's a bathroom that's a little dirty, so I might not repost it, but it's, <laughs> it's the whole fact that it's, it's, it's the whole fact that really like I, I appreciate it so much and people don't know the fear that comes with starting a business. Like, and maybe they knew, do know it. That's why they never get started. But to actually put yourself out there amongst your peers and your friends, and you've never done this, it's a, it's a level of fear that you just can't explain. Exactly. Um, I remember my first day having my launch party and I launched my business and I'm like, oh, you know, building up this whole big launch thing. And I'm doing like this blog and I was doing way too much. And I was like over the top posting some things because I'm trying to like build these followers. And like, if I do something really viral, it'll go viral. And I've realized that wasn't going to work. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm having this launch party and it's the same night as Jazzy Summer Nights, but Ezekway is letting me, you know, have the space and, you know, I'm going to Kinko's and get this um, pull, step and repeat. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, have it set up real nice and all of this stuff, but I'm only going to bring like half of the stuff I have. And, you know, having good friends, Nick and Carlton both was like, no, bring everything you got. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really think it's going to be that big of a turnout. In my mind, I was downplaying it because I was scared that I was going to have to carry it back to the car. So I was like, if I only bring a little bit of shit and it's sell out, then it's going to look real good. (laughs) But if I got a bunch of shit left, it's going to look real bad. Needless to say, people bought everything I had. And it gave me the confidence to just keep going because it's like you don't know that people gonna want to buy a hat with your logo Mm -hmm. or your stamp on it and you know personally to see people with you know home stay and ratchet this and break down t-shirts like that's my name like that's my name somebody is wearing that because they fuck with me and what it stands for and that's just like one of the best feelings but before you get there you're saying like motherfuckers gonna buy this because i've had people say to me like yo i'm not wearing no fucking hat with your fucking face on it and i'm like that's not me and they're like nigga that's you (laughs) you. it's not me (laughs) it's it's every black man who whoever wanted to see himself his image on a bottle a jar on that sink so yes it is me in the image of a black man with a beard but that I didn't had niggas tag me talking about this look like me. Good as you. If it, if it, <laughs> good as you, motherfucker. But at the end of the day, like it's 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 a scary feeling to put yourself out there, but it's so rewarding personally to know that like you can keep going. Like I already have in my mind like what I want my next venture to be, but I have no fear of it failing because I'm like I know what to do. Now I know what to do. I put myself all day. I cut grass and did shit like that and threw parties. And nothing's worse than throwing a fucking party or having an event and you're just waiting for people to show up. And, oh God. Oh my God. Like you those kills you. minutes like can feel like an hour. And people be like, Yeah, you're like, no, I'm I'm fine. And then the people who come first, you'd be like, You need a drink, you'd be like treating them so good. <laughs> you'd be well, let me that. say look, I'm gonna say this too, because Philly. We have a tight schedule, okay? So we are starting promptly at 5 p.m. It's not no 5.15, 5.20. Baltimore shows, I usually be a little lax sometimes because niggas be late. But we are starting promptly at 5 o'clock. So make sure y'all there on time. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> y'all know I'm already giving y'all a drink. So your drink will be waiting. Just come to fuck on time. Doors open at 430. Yeah, I need to, I need to get there early. I need to get there. Yes. Um, get up. Well, look, you always ask me to do an episode where you aren't, we aren't talking about dicks and pussies. And here you go. So you get to thank um, people bashing Baltimore this week on social media. Yeah, it's more to Brian than, <laughs> than dicks than and pussies. <laughs> I want y'all women to know that we can sit across from each other, have a snowball, and have a great fucking conversation. You're, just, you're still not getting a steak. You're still not getting a nice dinner. You're going to get a snowball. But you'll have an intellectual conversation. If that's what you wish to have, we can talk about business. We can talk about a lot of things. But we're not going to just talk about dick and pussy. Eventually, it'll come out. And we don't have to talk about it. But, you know, the snowball is good enough and the conversation is good enough. You'll you'll feel the need to, you know, oblige. There you go. All right. Well, this hour went fast as fuck. So it did. It did. Thanks, Brian. And You're welcome. Remember his his uh, ticket contest giveaway. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> yes. So go online or go to one of these little stores and let me know that you have it, and I will pay for the one live ticket um, for that person who sends me the DM with them wearing their um, remote remote operated vibrator, and I have to get the remote while I'm on stage. I won't tell people who you are. Um, we'll keep that private. Oh God, I love it. I, to- I totally support this. I hope someone takes advantage of it. And you do it August 10th, Philadelphia. I think it's like 25 tickets left when I looked this morning. So you want to go. If you in Jersey, you can come. You in New York, you can drive down. I know some people from Baltimore, D.C., they're coming up. So Yeah, I'm trying to get some of my friends to come up. Like, they never come. And Tell um. I'm about to text one person in particular because he was supposed to come in June and he didn't. I I know how he is about his shit being on social. Yeah. (laughs) But I definitely, I mean, I've definitely been telling people like, yo, y'all got to come. It's always bitches. It's always women. I don't mean to call y'all bitches, but it's always. It ain't even about the women because you know what? With all the talk and all the stuff that goes on, Brian gets no play after these shows. I just want y'all to know that. Y'all, y'all. Look at him trying to set up for his hotel tonight. <laughs> I come to the shows and I be thinking in my mind like, yeah. And then I leave and I'm like, shit, I ain't get one DM or nothing. <laughs> like, damn, like y'all hurting Brian's feelings. Like, damn, like can somebody just send me a message like, oh, you did a good job or great job, Brian. You look nice tonight. Something. <laughs> Slotted the DM. Nothing. You know what's so funny? I went on a um, little daddy daughter date with my sister, and my father had on a shirt that said "It goes down in the DM." He had no idea what it meant. <laughs> I'm always happy, I'm always happy when I post and I look at my story watches and your your sister watches. I'm like, uh, oh god! I remember when I first started following her, and I used to always mess with you. Like, I was going to try to mess with your little sister. <laughs> You did. I would never forgive you. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. So we are coming to Philly. It's going to be a good time. Baltimore meets Philly. It's going to be dope. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see you there, right? Yep. Everybody gets a ticket. All right. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome.
All right, that's it for episode 103 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. I want to thank Brian for coming out. That was something different for us. It was no assholes, pussies, and dicks. <laughs> we love our city. We're both from Baltimore, but we are so excited to take the show to Philadelphia. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, be sure to do that this week. They are starting to dwindle. So we will see you on Saturday, August 10th. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave a review too. You might just hear a review on the next episode. Follow us on social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make those pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratcheting you until next time